Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. I can't believe the news today. Oh, I can't close my eyes and make it go away. Oh, that's a great song. Welcome back, everybody. 134 in Edmonton. Just before we go to our NHL insider, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Bob, I'm a recruiter and interview hundreds of people per year. I love your interview style and your situational storytelling interviews. Gives you a sense of who the person is rather than scripted interview questions. I'm wondering if you've heard of a few questions when managers are interviewing NHL prospect recruits about strong character and how to define it. Absolutely. Uh, I have this conversation sometimes with potential prospects for an agency. Um, so the one thing I'd say right now, if, if anybody's got a, a son out there and we'll operate under that context, that is a potential NHL draft choice down the road, make sure, um, cause it's all about information gathering for organizations. And the one thing that, uh, every organization now does is they look into the social media history of the players. Absolutely. I mean, they're going to talk to. They're going to talk to the trainers. They're going to talk to the therapist. They're going to talk to the manager. They're going to talk to the coach. They're going to talk to players from opposition teams if they're doing their homework, and they're definitely going into, uh, you know, the, the social media history of the potential player as well. And Mark in St. Albert says Bob David Staples is wrong when it comes to criminality. At least the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. That has been clearly demonstrated and proven in a field of risk assessment. That one comes to us from Mark in St. Albert. Uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, well, his past behavior is, we never plan what we're going to talk about when he comes on the show. For legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. We welcome back to the show our NHL insider, John Shannon. John, how you doing? I want to know who wrote that question that said your interview skills were good. Was that your brother? Was that your mother? What was going on? If it's my family members, usually it'd be criticism directed my way. <laughs> hey, by the way, you're, you know, the whole concept of uh, social media I, I, and, and people keeping track of that, I think that's true not just for hockey. I think that's true now Everything. in every line of work. And, and check, your, uh, check what you have said you know, in the in the public forum, um, and make sure that uh, you have, uh, if you're tr- applying for a job, particularly with a big company, 
make sure you're clean out there. That's an, an important aspect. The oh. other thing is, if you're a, if you're a hockey player, you know darn well, Bob, that uh, if, if a team's doing its due diligence, it's talking to teachers, it's talking to billets. Yep. Those are two key elements and don't in, lie. In, in the growth of the player. Oh, well, don't yeah. lie, because they'll catch you lying. There is no question they'll catch you lying. So uh, it's, you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, how you, that's why you just got to treat everybody well. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's no, uh, again, I, I, I do some of this stuff um, four or five times a year, John, and it's really, it's really interesting. And you can learn a lot about people and, um, Man, oh man, it's a it's a different. You also learn a little about the mindset of some managers at various different levels too, right? Like, well, I think that's changing too, though. I I, I really think that um, uh, a manager in 2022 um, has such a toolbox at his disposal uh, from non-hockey people, you know, team psychologists, uh, p- people that that work in and and people and and team psychologists, uh, that people that 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 work with players and 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 you know so it's gone beyond just the old-fashioned scout it's gone to the multi-dimensional attitude of a hockey team and you'll find those teams uh, probably draft more successfully than the ones that still have blinders well, on well and you know i think there's some other factors i think you got to incorporate video if possible you got to uh, incorporate analytics. I think it's easier to do uh, video and analytics on the pro side than it is on the amateur side, just because of the consistency of the product that you're getting there uh, and the data you're getting. But uh, there's no question, John. There's lots of. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I, in I'll, talking to a, go ahead. In talking to a couple of scouts. In, in talking to a couple of scouts, Bob, I can tell you right now that they used to, you know, 15 years ago, they would say, "Well, we went to the draft." Uh, you know, we were the only checklist. We were we were the list. Yeah. But now teams have checklists of eight or nine people that they deal with, and you have to check so many boxes in order to get even to consideration of being drafted. Yeah. Well, I, I know I I check out some of our new employees when we hire them. Like I hey, especially if done it. I'm kind of I'm interested to know where you know where they've worked and you know what so sort of how I see things. So just because hey puts you in a situation where you get a better understanding of them so you can get off to a better start in the relationship and that sort of thing, right? So you know how that works. John Shannon joining us right now. All right, John. Uh, yesterday, Mark Spector was in studio, and he penned a piece on Sportsnet saying that the Edmonton Oilers are a legit contender this year. Not necessarily the favorite, but a legit contender. From your perspective, are the Edmonton Oilers, and when I say a legit contender, I'm talking about a top six team in the National Hockey League. Are the Oilers a top six team for your money? I would say top eight, and that's not saying that they aren't top six. But I, you know, I, I, I probably do my uh, my measurements maybe different than some some people. But I read Mark's column, and I, I think he's right. Uh, and and I, I I think it surprises a lot of people. I, you know, as you know, I do media elsewhere, and I think that there are still people shocked that that there's a, there's a real belief that the two best teams in the Pacific Division are in Alberta. And I think that's true, and I think that that will be fuel for both teams to be even better. Uh, so if you put uh, if you put the the Flames and the Oilers at the top of the Pacific, uh, I don't think there's any reason to think that uh, that they are at least top eight in the National Hockey League when it comes to the postseason. Uh, and you know the definition of failure for a team like the Oilers, like the Flames, will be early elimination in the playoffs. 
I mean, that, that to me is, you know, we're talking a multiple rounds of playoffs as uh, the only way to measure success, if not the Stanley Cup. Well, the Oilers got three rounds in the playoffs list last year. Calgary got two. Why would people be surprised that Edmonton and Calgary are the top two teams in the Pacific, John, when last year Edmonton had 104 points, Calgary had 111, and nobody else in the Pacific had over 100? Yeah, I think that they see uh, the Los Angeles Kings going in the right direction. I think that there are still people that believe in the Golden Knights, albeit that they have major issues in goal. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there still thinking that Jack Eichel's going to explode on the scene. And if the Golden Knights can stay healthy, then they're still a, 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 a team to, to reckon with. Um, I do, I'm not one of those guys. I, I think that Edmonton and Calgary are the, are the cream of the crop in the division, and everybody else is going to fight for that third spot, that third guaranteed spot. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Like, I totally see Vancouver being in the mix here, just because I look at Bruce. So Boud- do I. Bruce Boudreaux's track record. He gets teams in the playoffs. He gets the most out of players because he's a coach's. Uh, he's a player's coach, and so it might not equate to playoff success. But his teams are pretty. He gets you to the playoffs every year, John. Well, and 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 they have one guy. I think that there's a ton of teams are around the NHL are you know are just salivating over and that's that's your Demko. Yeah, he's a good goalie. I mean he, he he's he's a great goaltender. Yeah. Um uh, and you know he he might he might be the best goaltender in the division. And, and I don't think that's a stretch and that's what's going to keep the Canucks in a lot of games and they you know they still have some issues in Vancouver. They still have money they need to peel away before the season starts, but uh, I think Vancouver and L.A. and Vegas are going to be those three teams fighting for that third spot. John, uh, everybody's got Colorado sort of as the team in the central, but there's another team there, and I know you had the chance to talk to Doug Armstrong lately. Like, St. Louis, they're a pretty well-run organization, aren't they? Oh, I, I think that... You know what? What Doug does on a regular basis, there. You know, he, he, his mentors in this business include probably the most pragmatic hockey person in the history of the game, and that's Bob Gainey. Uh, he and, and and Doug spent a ton of time around Bobby Clark too. And I, I would I think that the lessons that he's learned as a manager from both of those guys uh, have have really carried through. Um, Doug understands uh, what a team needs to win he also understands in a flat cap world is how sometimes you have to make real difficult decisions and that's what the blues are going through they still have some decisions to make um, and if Jordan Bennington can can regain some of that stardom that he had two years ago or three years ago and then we saw a little bit in the playoffs then the Blues are going to really challenge Colorado. Uh, I think, you know, Colorado is still so good. Uh, you know, with Kadri's gone, sure. But I'll tell you what, their blue line might even be better this year than they were last year, uh, which is hard to fathom at times. Um, but at the same time, I think Colorado and St. Louis will be the one-two in the, in the Central Division. The Edmonton Oilers have got a limited cap space. And cap space can be weaponized. So now I bring you to Yessa Pugliarvi. You're Ken Holland. What do you do at this stage? Well, I think you listen more than anything else. And, and I think you have to, 
I, ha- I think you have to prioritize what you you need before the season starts first. Um, and in doing that, you, you you have to make yourself a little more versatile. And obviously, Bob, you and I have talked about this for at least three weeks in a row now, is that w- what makes you more versatile is and more nimble is perhaps moving the the, the Pugliarvi contract if you can. Um, and, you know, Ken can sit here and say, and it's the right thing to say publicly, he says, you know, he's, he's on the team, we're looking forward to having him at camp. But if, if, if you need to be nimble and you need to, be, to create an, uh, a position of, of change that you, or changes that you might need to make, then to me the obvious choice is Pugliarvi. Would you hesitate in giving a player an opportunity if he kind of spurned you in the past? I think it depends on the player, Bob. You okay. know, I mean, who, are you talking about a, a, a specific okay. player? So that's the orders, the orders drafted Riley. Now, I had somebody bring up to me. I was talking about Edmonton needs another right shot, and somebody yeah. said, "Well, why not Riley Nash, a right shot center? Got eight playoff games in with Tampa Bay. You know the story. Uh, represented yeah. by Kurt Overhart, Nash was somewhat of a surprise. Uh, a pick I criticized the orders for taking back in 2007. Um, Two picks actually in that first round. Plant at 15, Nash at 21. Uh, they they took him uh, their third first round pick in the 2007 draft. They actually traded up to get him. He never ultimately signed in Edmonton, and the word was at that time that uh, the advisor, who was Overhart, had suggested that the Oilers' track record in developing players was poor, and he wanted to try his plight somewhere else. So he didn't sign with Edmonton. And Edmonton had to trade him to Carolina and got a second-round pick. Well, that's ancient third. history, right? Yeah, that's and, ancient history. Yeah, it is. And again, he followed the advice of his agent. Would you? So that's what I mean. A scenario like that. Would you hesitate in bringing a guy in like that? Listen, if Kenny Holland thinks that uh, Riley Nash or any player of any ilk that you know didn't want to come to Edmonton at some point and, and now says he's looking for a job, if he can help the Edmonton Oilers, you should sign him. And you know the, the difference between a you know, a, a guy like Nash, who 15 years ago uh, you know, made decisions in his life that, at, at 35 or 36, would 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 make different decisions. I, I mean, that's a that's an eternity ago, yeah. Bob. I wouldn't. I well, wouldn't it's, hang it's, it's four general said. managers ago, right? Tamalini was the GM yeah, at that well, time, and then we have McTavish, and we had Shirelli, and, and how now many we have teams has Riley been on since then? Uh, well, he went Carolina, Boston, uh, Columbus. Toronto, and then last year... Did he play a game in Toronto? A playoff game. And then he went Winnipeg. uh, Let me see. Where was he last year? Arizona before Tampa. So seven teams, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, life changes. Uh, You know, the other thing is uh, when when you think about, uh, you know, the centerman that you have, do you really is that where you really where you need help i mean is that what you need i mean is there a time and a place for an organization to start rewarding people internally guys from bakersfield fair comment um you know that there is there needs to be an incentive within an organization to say we are going to reward you for your time in the american league and we're going to reward you for being an edmonton oiler or a bakersfield condor you know, so 
aren't you better at times when you're when and this is not a knock at Riley Nash but he, he he's the name you brought up when you have a journeyman player don't you want to actually build somebody that at times really understands the oiler way yeah well and again what, it's, what, I'm just what, responding what, 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 to a text that came in um, oh sure yeah. so yeah, well, I mean, we've had Kurt Overhart's got to stop texting you. <laughs> yesterday, uh, <laughs> yesterday we talked a bit about Vertanen. Today about Nash. We'll see where it all plays out. Rodriguez, I'm led to believe, has got a, a deal in the drawer somewhere. So uh, that kind of take. And the orders don't have any cap space. Final question. Uh, Going to put you on the spot here. What do you think a CFL franchise is worth? It's a piece written by uh, uh, Jerry, I believe it's Madonnage or Madonnajan, uh, about uh, maybe it's time for private ownership of the Edmonton Elks. What do you think that would be worth? Wow. Oh, God, $25 million? What? Really? Well, what do you what do you think? Well, I'd have to, I don't know, I'd have to call David Naylor. I mean, he's the guy that would know. So. Wait, well, you think I'm high or low? I, I think that would be high. I mean... Well, what? hey, listen. What are junior franchises worth now? You know, profit margin. I, I, I think. I think when you when you talk about a CFL team in are a they? Western city, in a Western city, uh, I, I and and you know you're you have a, a a solid TV contract and you have a a passionate fan base and I still think there's enough of a passionate fan base. Okay. For the Double E. Um, I, I'm thinking that twenty to twenty five million dollars okay. with that brand. And I say when I talk about brand, I'm talking Edmonton Football Club brand. I'm not talking about Elks because I would have never called them the Elks. That's there. There's my soapbox for the day. Um, uh, you know, I, I think that there's some there's some value in that franchise. Yeah, absolutely. John, awesome stuff. Thanks for joining us. Right on. That's John Shannon. Do want to mention you've heard about our great variety of used vehicles that our friends at Brent Ridge Ford are proud to offer. They want you to know that the order bank for 2023 SUVs, uh, SUVs and F-150s are now open. If you want to be treated fairly at the time of the purchase or enjoy quality service after the sale, order your new vehicle from Uncle Milt, Johnny Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. They are 11-time winners of the President's Award for Customer Satisfaction. Call 1-877-477-3673. That's one 877 Back with this day in Oilers history as we wrap up Oilers Now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, and here's Brendan Scott. Let's go back to 1999. The Oilers re-signing forward Jim Dowd goes on to have five goals and 23 points in 70 games in the 99-2000 season before the Minnesota Wild claimed the 32-year-old in the uh, 2000 expansion draft. 
All right. Uh, there you have it. What's Reed Wilkins got in Inside Sports tonight? You will hear from former uh, Edmonton football team fullback Calvin McCarty and Pat Steinberg from Sportsnet 960 down in Calgary. There you go. Tomorrow's show is fluid. We'll leave it at that for right now. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Christina Drapeau, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.32 afternoons of Jalen Nye. Have a wonderful, what day is it today? It's Wednesday. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. We'll rejoin you on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now.